This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The New Zealand under-20s are in action. Second test yesterday against the Wallabies under-20, winning this one 19-18 after having lost the first test. One man who oversees the entire under-20s programme is Matt Sexton. He joins us on the programme. Matt, good afternoon. Welcome. Afternoon, how are we all? Very good, thank you. Okay, what should we make of this? the performances from this New Zealand under-20s team? I'll be perfectly honest, I probably expect the under-20s to blow the Wallabies off the park, but that hasn't been the case. So should I be concerned as a New Zealand rugby fan, or is this just credit to the Wallabies for what they're doing at that level? I'll, I'll uh, give credit to the Australians. Um, we... They were on the back of a heck of a hiding last year. I think it was a 60-point drubbing um, on the Gold Coast last year and came, um, you know, they put a lot of time and effort in and um, resource into the program to, to get it up to scratch. So they were, they were really well prepared. They've had three camps. I think this was their fourth camp leading into that fixture. So were pretty well organised and, you know, had, had a, the bones of um, bones of a pretty good squad there. So, yeah, they were good. Um, yeah, we've got some some work to do. Um, yeah, we've got a we've we've got some talent in the team, but the cohesion piece were probably a bit behind the eight ball there. But um, we've got a little bit of time now to to correct some of that. But certainly, we're we're pretty buoyed with the talent that we've got in the team and and got a lot of confidence in the coaching team that will get them up to speed for World Cup. How do you pick this New Zealand under twenties team? Is it picked purely from what you see at that under twenties tournament? Um, are selectors looking at club rugby? I, I mean, what warrants selection and how broad is yeah. how broad is the talent pool that you're looking at? Yeah, all of the all of the above. Um, now this has been a process. Um, uh, you know, probably the last eighteen months, we this cohort we didn't know a lot about, and, and without sort of dragging COVID into the the scenario again, we um, you know that that's that this this actual cohort of of players missed a lot of school rugby. We had no development uh, with them. We 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 managed we took a group um, to South Africa last year with an under nineteen team just to give them a bit of a taste and, and get to know them a bit better. Um, so yeah, we've used yeah, we've been a bit creative and, and luckily had, had an opportunity to get away with some of them on a on a tour and but we've watched Super Rugby, you know, we've got a number of players that have that are in the that have played or in the wider super rugby mix and certainly some of the sevens players um, as well. So managed to draw on them. So it's yeah, a wide variety of programs and and competitions that uh, we look at, including club rugby as well. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining us, mate. And um, I appreciate uh, the fact that you've been able to come online, given that you're probably racing to the airport, and that usually causes you to sweat. So thank God you sound like you're reasonably calm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, no, I'm just off the here, that, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you a technical question just to get my head clear yeah. around your selection policy. Uh, what what takes precedent here? 
in terms of, let's have a look at the Crusaders, for example, are really struggling at scrum half, and you had another test match this weekend. Is Would Noah Hotham, for example, be able to go back to play for the Crusaders, or national duties take precedent over Super Rugby? Yeah, it's a, that's a good good question. Um, I guess what we, we look at on a case-to-case basis is what's been laid out with their long-term development plans. So with with Noah, um, you know, he's he's one that uh, will benefit from an opportunity to, to play in an international competition. So um, right at the start when... You know, as a as an underage player, the approval process was to put a plan in place, which the Crusaders did for us, which included the under 20s. So that was, um, you know, probably 18 months ago when when his when that plan was formulated and presented to New Zealand Rugby. So we're sort of stuck with that, and the Crusaders have been really accommodating around that. Um, that the best interest of the player is that he. Um, he is with the team and prepares with the team for, for the international comp that we've got coming up. Oh, very good. Yeah, okay. It's great to understand yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so basically all, any any so any players that are under 20 are required to have a development, a long-term development plan, um, which is, you know, some, some guys it might be that they'll be released for sevens or, you know, they might, you know, they might be released for Super Rugby. In Noah's case, it's, it's not, and that he was, you know, he's, he's to be with the 20s at this point. Given um, the disruption, obviously, that international rugby, but, you know, uh, everyone suffered from, but in particular the under-20s, which kind of got in the way of development, didn't it? Because there was players that just missed the, the window to be able to play for the New Zealand under-20s. What where do where does the rest of the world sit? Who when you go to the Rugby World Cup are the teams that are the ones to watch out for, or is that still Southern Hemisphere sides are quite dominant, or has the European sides, you know, are they are they dan- as dangerous as anyone? Oh, look, they 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 sort of battled through. We I mean, this is the first time we've had a World Cup in four years, so. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to play Northern Hemisphere teams, so there's a lot of question marks about how we're actually going to um, how we're actually going to go. Where's our game at? Where are our players at? So there's a lot of question marks because um, we haven't had that opportunity to to play Northern Hemisphere teams. And with um, obviously you know the likes of South Africa out of Super Rugby, we've sort of been in this little bubble, whether it's been playing against ourselves mm. and and you know those those terrible times of uh, uh, but we did have the opportunity last year to, to, to play Australia which has been great but Virginia we've just been we've just been bubbling away on it uh, by ourselves without actually being able to test our game and test our players and see where we're at so it's, it's going to be fascinating um, about where we're at with things and there'll be a lot of stuff that falls out the back of this around um, you know where's our game at what do we need to, to do to be better Um but um, you know, the gut feeling is that we've got a really, really good group of players here. Um, we just, we just need to get that cohesion piece right, and and then see where we get to. But you know, there's clearly some some areas from from the last two games that we need to focus on, which, including our set piece, which we will be. Hmm. Uh, Matt, there has been discussion. Uh, look, you know, in the last three or four years, maybe the All Blacks haven't maybe performed at the level and expectation that the New Zealand rugby public expect. 
they've drawn correlations yep. with maybe the lack of success in 2018, 2019 with our under-20s where um, I think we might have finished fourth in 2018, didn't even finish in the top four in 2019. And that until we get our under-20s programme right or we develop greater depth in that area, the All Blacks are going to continue to maybe just wane a little bit. Is there merit in what they're saying? Is there merit in that? Do we need to have a good under-20s programme to have a good uh, All Black team? Yeah, look, I mean, we have a good transfer rate. Where they are at this point in time, in terms of under-20s, if you look at uh, the research done, which we, we do, uh, there's actually not a massive correlation to winning winning a, um, a world championship to, to the success of your of your, your top team, um, so being, that being the All Blacks, we um, pretty sure we won in two eighteen and two nineteen. We didn't have a we didn't have a great. I think we got seventh. So we, um, yeah, pretty sure that we played in Georgia two eighteen, and I think we won that tournament yeah, no, in two nineteen with our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but there's not a yeah. If you look at the research of the teams that you know, there's not a there's not a massive correlation to to the the winning of the top team. So we, we've got two goals of this, this side. One is one is to get good transfer rate to Super Rugby and have and put a professional game and also to All Blacks and, and have um, you know have a you know so developments one and, and secondly we you know we want to win as well. So we're sort of dual purpose around that. Um, but you know at the end of the day it's a you know we're not actually sure where we're at at the moment. So it's going to be um, for, for us, it's about seeing where that where our game's at, and and um, the opportunity to play those northern hemisphere sides is is, is going to be really exciting for us. Oh, just finally, uh, Matt, and again, thanks for joining us. Uh, what is now the process? Uh, I believe that you're due to announce uh, a team on Tuesday. Um, that will be a World Cup yep. side, and when do you go to South Africa and yep. and uh, the tournament? Um, what what dates are they? Yeah, so um, yeah, we've 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 actually communicated with the players today. Um, that team team will go out publicly Tuesday afternoon. Um, we assemble in Auckland with the thirty players um, on Saturday. We'll have a couple of days sort of um, organisation bits and pieces, and then fly to South Africa. We have a we have a warm up game against um, Argentina before the tournament. On the 18th, and the tournament starts. I think our first games against Wales on the, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, against Wales on the 25th. So that's when the tournament starts proper, 25th of June, and then she's five-day turnarounds. Uh, we've got uh, France um, after that, which will be a tough, tough, uh, tough, tough game, and and Japan in our pool. Um, now we have to finish, we have to finish top of our pool to uh, to. Keep going into semi-finals, um, and then um, yeah, once once we're there, then it's all on for young and old. Oh well, good luck with that, mate. Obviously, you've got all the support of us here in New Zealand. Uh, wishing you all the best of success. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for joining us, and equally, I'll make sure that I put a call forward to uh, South African Customs that you're on your way in because I know what what you'll be like over there putting about 50 or 60 stakes to the sword in your time there. <laughs> yeah, uh, there'll be plenty of biltong and red meat. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the boys will love it. Uh, hey, yeah. Matt, lovely to, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you and all the very, very Thanks, best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, pleasure. Thank you. Very, thank you. Cheers, Pete.